You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com. And streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The Real Housewives of Miami After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Real Housewives of Miami After Show. Let's drink all day, play all night, let's get it popping. I'm in Miami, bitch. Hey, everybody. We're not in Miami, but we are in Los Angeles bringing you another AfterBuzz TV after show for the Real Housewives of Miami. Thing is we're doing, and we're here doing an after show for season three, episode eight, and that is Mama Elsa Comes Home. I'm your host, Michelle Renee, and I'm joined with the awesome... Brooke Chavez. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so we're going to jump right into the episode, let you guys know what happened, our thoughts, and um, hopefully you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. We give it, I give this episode like a six on the scale of Mm. one to ten, maybe five, actually. I give this episode a seven because I could not stop laughing from seeing uh, Roman with his glasses. Yeah, that was a pretty funny part. That was so funny. But we'll get fun. into that a little bit later in the mm-hmm. um, recap. So um, the first thing we want to touch on is the theme of healing and recovery that seemed to run through this episode. Um, there was some physical healing, obviously, with bodies. Um, for instance, Lenny got liposuction. Mama yes. Elsa comes home from the hospital. And then there's also some healing and recovery that we see as far as relationships go. Obviously, with um, the opening of the episode, we see Roman and Joanna meeting Adriana and Frederick for lunch. And they were almost an hour late. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I wrote that down. You come to a lunch where there's already going to be, you know, some pretty heavy topics discussed, some tension, and you're 50 minutes late. Would you have left if you were Joanna and Frederick? I mean, jo- Joanna and Frederick. Wrong couple. If you were Joanna and <laughs> Roman, would you have stayed? Or I probably, if I had already been there for that long, I probably would have stayed anyway because, well, partially because... I feel like this um, controversy is just, like, weighing the show down, and it's just so trivial in a sense, I think. And I would have just wanted to, like, get it out of the way. But I'm the type of person who just likes to clear the air. Like, I don't like to have problems with people. You know, I'm more, much more of a lover than a fighter. So I just I don't want the negativity, so I would have waited it out. But I probably would have, would have been a little pissed at the beginning and I would have hoped that they would be more apologetic mm-hmm. and take the lead and you know yeah maybe a text message even yeah. from Adriana saying sorry I'm running late because it seemed like Joanna and Roman were just sitting there wondering if they were even coming mm-hmm. you know um, I'm glad they did show up though I think it was a positive lunch overall do I think that things will change between the two mm, probably not yeah, I don't think so either. I yeah. feel like it was um, half a half apology on both ends, and um, I don't know why. Maybe it's because Adriana's lied so much already, but especially from her, like I did not feel it at all. Yeah, I think that it was, you know, it had a lot to do with the fact that the men were there. If the men hadn't been there, the focus would have been 
a lot more on, well, you did this to me in the past. I did this to you, you know, tit for tat. And I think because the men were there, they kind of moved it along, which was good. But at the same time, you know how women like to hash out things Mm -hmm. and get it off their chest. So I think because they were never kind of allowed. I mean, obviously, we've already heard them go over and over and over it again. But because they may not have been allowed to clear the air once and for all, I would say maybe that's why we haven't seen the end of this. Right. I didn't, yeah, I didn't feel like there was full closure. Yes. Um, because they didn't really talk it out and they really didn't see each other's side. It was more like our men already work things out, so we better work things yeah. out so we can just move forward. But I'm happy that they did because this season has been so weighed down by it and I just want to start to see the group get together instead of being separate the whole time and have some fun. Yeah. You know, they're celebrating two beautiful weddings soon and, you know, we, we talked about last um, week that we do see them having a bachelorette together. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see them interact in like a good way. Yeah. So, um, also healing and I guess recovering is, um, Alexia's relationship with her son, Peter, or more so Peter's relationship with his own self. Um, we see him for the first time having dinner, I guess, dinner, Mm -hmm. lunch, Mm -hmm. eating with his grandmother, who is, you know, a psychiatrist, psychologist. I'm not sure, but, um, they have a dinner where we see a calmer Peter. You know, he isn't mm-hmm. like rah rah. You know, my dad was a gangster, and I want to be a gangster. He did have on like a really like flashy pinky ring. I don't know if you I saw that. It was like that. a diamond encrusted pinky ring, which I kind of um, winced at. But I mean, I, I think it was a positive conversation, like I just said. But I think it also is more so, you know, showing that he's respectful of his grandmother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw a different side of Peter today on today's show, and I really liked it. I felt like he was more open and willing to talk about his pain. He seemed more introspective for once, and he's finally showing some maturity. So that was um, refreshing to see. And, um, yeah, he was very, very uh, respectful of his grandmother. And then when we see him talking to Alexia, his mom later on, you just see a sensitive side to him. And I'm understanding more why it is that Peter was acting out as much as he he was, obviously, because of his issues with his dad, but also because of his dealing with Frankie's horrible accident that's affected the whole family. So we see that they're slowly healing. And for once, I wasn't... Because I've always seen Peter as kind of a spoiled brat kid mm-hmm. who never faces consequences, so I could finally see his side. So, Okay, so with that being said, do you think that Peter is going to, you know... Straighten up? Yeah. I think it's still going to take no. some time. <laughs> okay. Think, exactly. That's I that's think he's I barely at the the inception of figuring things out and seeing how his actions are affecting his family, but um he's still a kid. He's only 18 years old. I mean, he's he's not going to like grow that much overnight. Yeah. Um but I hope that he sees that if he continues to make the wrong decisions, I mean, he could really um hurt himself, hurt his family and, you know, wind up in jail like his dad, which, you know, you know how they keep saying, like, your dad was such a loser, and then it's making him feel like maybe he's a loser. And sometimes when you see something negative and you're thinking about it and people um, compare you to this negativity, sometimes it's a self-fulfilling prophecy in a sense. Because he's like, I want to be a gangster. My dad was a hustler. I'm a hustler, too. I want to be a rapper. I mean, I hope that doesn't happen, but he might need to learn his lesson that way. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think that he definitely showed some maturity and, you know, all of that great, you know, loving stuff. But at the same time, while he recognized, oh, this is why I'm acting out, it seems to me like he's still 
wants to be a gangster and like mm-hmm. thinks it's cool to be a hustler and all this stuff. So while I do commend him for, you know, moving forward and recognizing that he has acted out in the past and kind of diagnosing the problem, I think that he still wants to, you know, live out that part of his life. And I think everyone goes through that phase at some point. You know, maybe when you're in junior high, you go through your rebellious stage or in high school or you get to college and like you start drinking and you get into the party scene and you go through that phase at some point. And um, I think that's just where he is right now. I mean, he he's not even drinking age yet, but I'm sure he's like smoking weed I think I mean half of the time I've seen him he seems high but maybe that's just me but you do go through that stage and then you grow out of it hopefully some people don't but um and he just it's one of those things in life you just have to live and learn and sometimes people learn the hard way and sometimes people get past it and you know it's even more difficult for him because he's in the limelight now and there's all this extra there are all these extra people watching him so yeah I will say that um you know the first scene we see with Peter, he's with his grandma. And then mm-hmm. we see him talking to his mother. And I think it's interesting that all the focus is on Peter and how Peter needs, you know, therapy for his relationship with his dad or lack thereof. But I think that Alexia has some, you know, unresolved issues from their relationship that she needs to deal with. With the ex. With the ex. Not not with her and Peter. I mean, I just think she needs to, I don't know. Oh yeah, wrap when, it up. When she's talking about her experience with her ex, I just see like uh, ex mob mob wife who like needs a serious therapy yeah. session to like let go of the life. You know what I mean? That she, I feel like she just she ran away from it. She never resolved those things, and then she just jumped right into her relationship with Herman, who kind of swept her off her feet and gave her everything she needed. So she didn't really ever go through that uh, that much of a change. Now she's with Herman, who's still. You know, she's still living in the lap of luxury, but it's legit, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> and so, um, I don't know. There's there's a lot she still needs to yeah. work through. Oh, all the tears and, you know. Yeah, and she's all, yeah. I was like, well. Oh, um, and I was surprised to hear, too, that she said at one point that she was suicidal um, when she had to make the decision to leave Peter's father and uh, when he was away. So, I mean, that I have to say, though, she's a pretty strong woman. Yeah. She's been through a lot. And then now with Frankie. Yeah. And we know that her mother didn't support it. So that had to have been even more even, difficult. Because, exactly. like, her mom says, you know, your dad was a loser. So I'm sure. Sh- and I'm sure. I mean, no one really is probably going to encourage their daughter dating a gangster and pimp and drug right. dealer and all that drug stuff. Trafficker. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, that that's was. something to say about her, too, right? That she chooses that kind of man. Um where he's living dangerously and because I think she she knew what was go- well partially knew what was going on she probably didn't know the the depth of it yeah. cuz she said that you know the feds would show up at her house and she had no idea that like it was as deep as it was but for you to even know that even if you knew that your man sort of sold drugs on the side right yeah <laughs> i mean that says something about you and like what you like and you like the danger and you know yeah but it's like at what point has it gone too far you know i don't know if she found out at the beginning of their relationship about his lifestyle or if it was like already after she had fallen in love even after she had like you know been pregnant, been pregnant. so it's like well, what point is too far gone right well that's another thing i re- recall her saying um he got put in jail the first time for the when Peter was thirteen months. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that he was he was he went away when he was thirteen months. Or did she say three months? No, three months. Three, three months. months okay. Right, three months. Sorry. So that means he got out, and then she had another baby with him, obviously, because Frankie. Yeah. So she obviously wasn't done with it right then and there, and she was okay with it. And then he got put back in jail again, and then 
You know, yeah. he's out now, right? Well, she might not have had much to do with that. I mean, if you get out of jail, like, you're probably going to, unlike Roman, you're probably going to be looking after some, yeah, yeah. sex. So she probably, she may not have just, you know, she may have been <laughs> oh, that's what you're saying. a victim. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That she probably, even if she didn't want to hook up with him, even if she was trying to <laughs> escape, like, he was like, hell no, I've been in jail for, like, uh, two years. No, I, but they tried mind. to make it work. Like, they tried to make the <laughs> Yeah, she, I know. I'm just, so I'm just she, I remember her saying, too, her mom was like, if, you, if you're going to stand by your man, you're going to be there for him. That's the life you want to live. I'm out. And she stood by her man. Mm-hmm. And um, but then after a while, she just couldn't take it anymore. Which is that's what she said. Yeah, she finally had to be done with him and move forward. Yeah, and maybe that's part of like the Cuban culture. I don't know because she is Cuban. That seems to be like a big part of her identity. You know, she's always identifying as Cuban. I don't know. I'm not Cuban. But. No, it's. Def- I mean, I'm Latina. Um, I think it's definitely po- part of the Latin culture. You yeah, know, like you stand by your man. You stand by your family. I mean, family's everything. Like no matter what happens with family. Blood's thicker than water, and you're there for them, you know. So, but you know, you can only stand so far. I mean, stand by someone for so long. Yeah. Well, only time will tell in this situation, you know, but hopefully, I mean, Peter doesn't make the same mistakes that his father did. Uh, watching. Yeah. <laughs> That's season five. Um, yeah, really. So, uh, speaking of healing, then there was, like, physical healing, obviously, yeah. in the episode. Uh, briefly, just to touch on the fact that Lenny got liposuction. Oh, my gosh. That was so yeah. gross. I mean, I ne- yeah, I never saw him as fat, you know? Anytime they've shown him on the show, he looked pretty in shape to me. Maybe, like, a kind of a little beer gut. But every man that's his age has that. Nothing, you know, out of the ordinary where I would say, oh, he's fat, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was a little, I don't know, not strange to me, but... It just kind of caught me off guard a little Apparently, bit. Apparently, Lisa's the one who's <laughs> like, you need to get lipo. And it just, that, it looks so horrible. And he looked like he had a hole, like, right Yeah, in the like, is that how they do it? They just kind of... I don't know. Well, if you're a plastic surgeon, though, you know what to expect. And you would just, ins- I would ensure as a plastic surgeon that my friend or whomever it is doing it would... Shouldn't he have, like, a, a bandage job. on that gaping wound? Or, like, I don't know. And he was, like, Pretty bruised. Gross. And then he had all these bruises on his arm when he was laying in the bed. But I hear, though, that when you get liposuction in one area, you have to get liposuction in, like, every area of your body. Because if not, whenever you, like, start eating again, like, the weight will go, like, just... To the area I don't you know. To out? the area you didn't get liposuction in, maybe. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It'll just all go, like, there. So if you were to get liposuction on your stomach and then you start eating again, like your face your arms really will inflate. Or your, yeah, I really, I don't know. This may or may not be true. I've never gotten liposuction. I have no idea. No, but, so maybe that's true. what it was because his arm, like I remember him like laying in the bed and me thinking to myself, why does he have blood under his arms? Mm-hmm. And then like his arms were kind of like bruised up too. So that right, would make right. sense. That maybe, maybe he, he got lipo on his arms just because he felt like he needed to take away like yeah. the bird wings or whatever. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, I mean, you know, they're in Miami. It's big emphasis on looks. His wife is really hot. So, yeah, it's understandable. Um, Moving on to something a little more serious, though, something kind of out of this person's control. Of course, Mama Elsa, we see her come home, which is great. I'm so glad that she's finally back because she's like, honestly, my favorite character on the show. Mm -hmm. She's so funny. Um, Marisol goes with Alexia and cleanses her house. Um, Sage. Yeah, with Sage before she comes home. So that was a nice gesture for her daughter to do. Um, I, I probably didn't really help or hurt any, but, you know, it's a thought that counts, right? Yeah. 
just like the rock slash fish in the water. It's the thought. That exactly. Counts. If you think that something positive is going to happen, that's the way I feel. If if you feel like the ritual is is going to exude positivity, then it then it will. Then it it's will. all about what you're thinking. Yes. Um, and then we also meet Marisol's dad and um, Elsa's ex husband. Or still There's, husband. I think they're, they're still, still together. Because okay. I remember in the reunion last season when someone had asked a question of Mama Elsa, they, were, they said, are you single? And she's like, yes. And then and then Marisol's like, Mom, no, you're married. She's like, oh, yes, 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 I have my husband. She's so Yeah, funny. and I've heard her in past that. seasons be like, I need a man, you know? And like, they're like, but you're married. Like, Wait, you're married. So, okay. So her husband, um, we find out that he's American. She's, of course, is she Cuban too? She's Cuban. She's mm-hmm. Cuban. Um, and he's 85 and he looks really good. You know, yeah, he's he still walking around talking. Um, so good for them. I think that was a nice, it was you know, so change cool to, to see him to see the pictures of Mama Elsa pre botched surgeries. She looks so different and so great. And then to find out more, I feel like in this episode, we learned a lot about a lot of the characters and their past. And it's always nice to like find out more about them and the lives they lived pre Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they didn't say his name. Do you remember his name? I didn't get I his name. I think they just said, like, Mr. Patton. Yeah, Mr. He, Patton. Yeah, whenever they had the yeah, little lower third. He's 80, 80, 45, a yachtsman from Connecticut, and um, he never even learned Spanish. And, like, Mama Elsa's English is so broken. But they've been married for 50 years. And I loved how um, Marisol said, because uh, they're so different, you know, the, the mom and Mr. Patton, that every time he would leave, that, that uh, Mama Elsa would say, oh, the gringo's gone. It's time for us yes. to have some fun. <laughs> Um, but it's just interesting to learn more about all these characters. But poor Mama Elsa, I just she Marisol was saying that she doesn't feel like she's all there yet. But I feel like I saw her. Yeah, tonight. I mean, she was acting like her normal self, telling jokes. You know, I I don't know. I just love her so much. Yeah. So I think sometimes people kind of write her off because she can be a little out there sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think she really truly is insightful. I don't know if she's really a psychic like she says she is or me- not medium. I don't know what spiritual, spiritual advisor. Healer, yeah. But I do think that she has a lot of insight and um, I think that just comes with like age and wisdom. Yeah. But I'm glad that she's back home. I don't, I will kind of criticize the episode uh, in saying that it was named like Mama Elsa Comes, comes home. home and we... There wasn't much there to wasn't it, aside of the fact it. that yeah. Mama Elsa came home. <laughs> she came home, and, you know, she's doing well. So I'm assuming she'll be at um, Adriana's wedding. wedding. Um, I'm assuming she won't be at jo- Joanna's wedding. Um, and also another big issue here is the fact that Leah supposedly has not reached out to her to say, I hope you feel better. She didn't send flowers, you know, anything. Do you think that's true? Do you think Leah's reached out? I think Leah has reached out. I think Leah is definitely a character that knows how to keep up appearances. And Mm -hmm. even if she doesn't like someone, she knows that as the Leah Black of Miami, she has to, you know, Yeah, when I heard that that, uh, we all know Marisol really hates Leah. So I think that she would go so far as to say Leah hasn't reached out. Um, But when I heard that, I was like, she's reached out. Believe me. She has appearances to keep up. She's that vain that she would reach out simply for the sake of saying, oh, I made sure that she was okay. She's, you know. Yeah. I sent her $2 million earrings. What do you mean I didn't reach out? 50 carats, 40, 40, 10, 10. I haven't done anything. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. And Marisol does work in PR marketing. So she knows how to kind of, you know, throw someone under the bus. Yeah. 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 Oh, she didn't come to see my mom, which obviously is going to be a huge deal because Elsa is such a... I guess, poignant figure in the community, I would mm-hmm. imagine. You know, mm-hmm. she's older, 
wiser. And so for her to attack Leah's character and saying she didn't even see my elderly mother who had fallen down, that's kind of like a real yeah. character and ev- assassination. Yeah, everyone definitely respects and, you know, reveres mm-hmm. Elsa and... So, yeah, she's just trying to do whatever she can. So, yeah, well played, Marisol. But I think it's going to come back to, as we see for the previews for next week, I think it'll come back to kind of bite her in the butt. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, So where can they go if they want to tell us their opinions on Leah and Mama Elsa? Clearly, you can go to iTunes and check us out there and or watch this show on YouTube. And you can rate and give us five stars because you just love what we have to say and or you can give us your opinions and really get us talking. We even, we want to argue. We want to hear what you have to say. We, we agree with each other so much. Give us a reason to fight so we can get yeah. <laughs> crazy up in here. Say what you mean, but exactly. don't say it mean. <laughs> exactly. Be brutally honest, but not too brutal. Um, all that good stuff. So de- definitely check us out there. Yeah, and while you're at iTunes, uh, be sure to go purchase your copy of The Adventures of Serial Buddies, which is a comedy that was produced by the founders of AfterBuzz TV, uh, Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro. Uh, it's a comedy, like I said, you can not only get it on iTunes, but you can also get it at Target, 7-Eleven, Blockbuster, Netflix. Yeah, so check it out. A lot of places. Okay. So, moving on, another theme of this episode seemed to be... Which is, I guess kind of goes along with healing and recover, recovery, but more specifically, it was counseling and marriage, marriage counseling, counseling or you relationship. Know, relationship counseling. Um, so the first example we see of that is Adriana and Frederick. They're in the church where they're going to get married and they go meet with a pastor who is a female. Now, it looks like a Catholic church. Was it not? It and did like look a lot like of it. Hispanics are Catholic, mm-hmm. but the, the pastor was a woman. Is that not a... Now, I might be totally ignorant to this, but, like, I thought only there was, like, male clergy in the Catholic like Church. Like, the fathers are women, are, are men, <laughs> women, are men, but they have sisters. And I don't know that in... So, I was raised Catholic. I'm now... I believe in one love that's all positivity, Unitarian. But, um... I don't know that they have pastors in Catholic yeah, churches Yeah, and then either. she, like, didn't have, like, a nun's outfit on or anything, so... So maybe it's like a non-denominational. Maybe, or maybe they Christian were. In, maybe it was just two different scenes that they kind of made it to look like it was one scene. They were in the church where they're going to get married, but then they were at another church getting marriage I have counseling. No idea. I don't know. That was just something. All you Catholics, fill us in on whether or not you have <laughs> female pastors. Yeah. Um, but um. So once again, like you mentioned earlier, we find out a lot that we didn't know before. Um, that oh, Adriana had been married twice before. I know. I love getting inside juice like this about people. So, <laughs> so we're nosy. already, Adriana, we're already thinking that you're <laughs> sketchy because you kind of are and kind of are not married to Frederick. And you want to keep, because we already knew she was married once before. Right, we did. And he cheated on her big time. Yeah. She gave us that whole sob story. Yeah. Then that's Alex's dad. Right. But all of a sudden you want to drop the bomb that you were married a, a time Another before that. Time. Like, nah. You maybe should have come clean with that a little bit sooner. Right. And we saw this picture of her when she was younger, and she just, she did not look younger there. She looked completely <laughs> different. She looked, I don't she know. Looks she little, looked like she a had a little bit more fat in her face. Yeah, but she just, there was something different. I don't know if she got a nose job or a lift or something. but Maybe. So um. apparently she got married the first time in Austin, Texas, and she was married for four years. What else does she say about that marriage? No, she like, said it was right out of college. Right out of college. We were madly in love. We got married for four years. So at some point in time, they fell out of love, but she didn't say why yeah, or what happened. Um, and then she said she met Alex's dad. 
And that was more of a shotgun wedding because mm-hmm. she got pregnant. She got pregnant. And then he went he cheated and on her. he didn't just cheat on her. We know he had a completely different life. Did you know he that? did? Yes. Ooh. So do you the remember this? Broke. The very first, like, <laughs> the all-knowing Real Housewives. <gasps> the very first um, season, we find out she's sitting around with all of the girls that um, he was living in Brazil and she had come to America to start working and everything. And he was kind of going back and forth. And one day she called home. She had Alex with her in, in the U.S. And she called home and another woman answered, a younger woman. And she thought, did you, you know, did, did my husband like get a new maid or something who is this this is and i forget what her last name was before but this is mrs so-and-so and And she's like uh no that can't be right because i'm mrs so-and-so and And she's like what so her ex-husband had a new wife and a new baby yes and was living two different two separate lives one in brazil and one in the u.s and she freaked out and this is when apparently she decided to stay in the U.S., but she had, like, no money, nowhere to go, and Leah took her in, her and her son, and helped her, and, you know, she was really struggling, and she had to figure out how to stay in the U.S., and it was horrible. And the way she told I mean, she tells a much better story <laughs> with her accent and all of the dramatics, but, um, yeah, I can't, can't imagine, like, calling home, and I'm like, oh, I'm talking to my husband's wife, and she had just had, I think she said there was a baby crying in the background or something, like, she had just had a newborn baby, Oh, God. Or something. So. And even more of a slap in the face when we later learned that her father cheated on her mother. Right. So it's oh, like yes. when you have an experience like that, it's already kind of sucky. But then yeah. on top of that, you come from a broken home where the same situation happens. Right. So. When she was 18, her father, she found her father cheated on her mother and they had this huge divorce. And she specifically said, you know, basically my dad was gone then. And the mm-hmm. absence of my father created this monster inside of me. And I can definitely see that monster, Adriana, because she's just the type of person who lashes out. I also feel like she just feels like she can do no wrong, too. Like, even when she apologized to Joanna, she never really said, like, I screwed up. I shouldn't have done what I did. It was more like, okay, let's just put this behind us. She's, like, so feisty and stubborn. Like, that's partly the Latin woman in her, and I think that's, like, her being scarred from, like, the way her father did her. She just feels like, you know. Yeah. It's like she probably was a nice... Back at the picture that we saw, the picture we saw when we were talking about the nose and the face, Mm -hmm. she probably was like a really sweet girl then that was all like this hopeless romantic and now she's probably been jaded and the result is like the Adriana we know. And that happens to a lot of women. Like sadly enough, it's like... You know, I saw like a quote today. Yeah. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. There we go. (laughs) Is that the quote you're talking about? No, I saw another quote that was like, um, I don't know, I don't want to get it wrong, but it was like... Some women are, like, bitches because they don't want to get hurt, and some women were hurt, so now they're bitches, or something like that. And I was like, oh, kind of... So regardless, we're bitches. (laughs) Not not bitches like that, but just, like, you know, mean, or, like, angry, or bitter. And I get it. It's like, some women are bitter because they don't want to be hurt, and some women were hurt, so now they're bitter. So it's kind of like a, you know, lose-lose situation for women. But, um... I mean, with all of the drama that she reveals in her life, it makes it made me kind of realize, and obviously I don't really know Frederick, but with him telling the story of his parents' relationship and his, you know, whole demeanor that we've seen throughout the show, I think it just reaffirmed for me that they seem like such a great match for each other. That, like, I just can't see him doing anything like that to her, you know? That of all the men that she's maybe dated in the past, like, I think that this, you know, the third time's a charm for her. I hope so. I don't put anything past any man. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that is you so horrible, I mean? yeah. but the truth. 
you know, you always think, I can't see this person yeah. doing this to someone, and then... No, I'll eat my words. Like, next next year, they'll be getting a divorce. But, um, but. but you're right, and Frederick says that, um, you know, I had the picture-perfect life. His family, his mo- mother and father are still together, like, 50 years. Yeah, and they had a wedding renewal yeah, or anniversary, anniversary or whatever last year. On this and um, But she does need a man like him. She needs a man... Who's going to like? She said he put he puts up with me like he accepts me for who I am, and they're they're pretty much polar opposites. I think he's quick to forgive and like yeah. he's not as like fiery and feisty as her. So I mean, I hope it works out. Yeah, I do too. You just never know. You do. You never know these days. Um, <laughs> so we also see um, they they do this a lot this season. They show Adriana and Frederick, and then they juxtapose it with the scene of. A similar scene from Joanna and, and Roman. Roman. Add to the, the drama. other couple. Yeah, the other having couple. a wedding, um, preparing. So for a they are going through sexual counseling. I guess they're seeing a sex therapist. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Um, and the first time she went, he didn't show up, which I think probably worked out for the better. You know, she could speak to the therapist. The therapist got to know her one on one. And now we see in this episode that Roman comes in and opens up. Uh, to the therapist whose name I didn't catch, but was I didn't catch. We don't know her name, but I like her though. I think yeah. she's a good therapist. I like her. I want her to counsel me. Um, she's got a likable personality. I yeah, <laughs> I don't even have a boyfriend, but um, <laughs> if I did get a boyfriend or a husband, and he didn't want to with your pretend with me, boyfriend, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll visit her for counseling. But um, he comes in, and you know, he says in his little confessional that you know, if he were single, he would you know go out and hook up with. Every woman there was, Left and love right. every yeah, love every second of it. But when he's been in a relationship with the same woman for five or six years, he wants to make love to the woman he loves. And I think everyone <laughs> in that moment was like, "Oh, that's so sweet." Mm-hmm. But do we buy it? Are you buying it? <laughs> You're asking the wrong woman, obviously. <laughs> um, no, I don't buy it. I don't buy it because let's think about. Where he works and what he does, the life he's chosen as a nightlife impresario slash club owner who's out all the time around beautiful women. That's not to say there aren't good men in this world, but a good-looking man like that who looks like he has a good amount of testosterone in him, and he's saying that he doesn't want to have sex that often with a Frederick's Hollywood model Mm -hmm. slash, like, Victoria's Secret model slash Playboy Playmate. Because he just wants to make love to her every so often and not bang her every day. I mean, it's just two and two don't go together for me. I'm thinking maybe he's already having regular sex somewhere else. And he's kind of, you know, Joanna to him is like the everyday meal that he's used to, I guess, so to say. And like he only wants it every so often. But he wants to mix it up with different flavors. The entree ain't, good, ain't as good without it's something about on the, the side. side. Exactly. Yeah. The entree fabulous. is not as good with the yeah, fabulous. Um, but that's just me being horrible, uh, horrible and cynical and no, 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 not at feeling all. the fire here. No, not at all. Because, I mean, I think there are tons of viewers out there that are thinking the same thing. And, I mean, that's all, That's why I bring it I mean, up. Just because we have, people. you know, and there have been rumors in the past of him cheating. And mm-hmm. so, obviously, when something like this comes up, it's like, yikes. She does mention, uh, she, Joanna, does mention that he was never really that sexual to begin with, though. So, do we think that she was making excuses for him? Or do we actually buy that he was never that sexual? I don't know. Why would he say, then, if he were single, he'd be banging a different girl every day if he's not that Good sexual? Point. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He's like European and maybe they have European like, men are even are more really sexual. sexual. Okay. From, that, like, was bad, that was a bad theory. I mean, that I was in my, not my experience um, of like sleeping with Europeans, <laughs> just being in different countries. Like I spent time in Spain and, and, um, everywhere actually, um, France, you know, Italy. And like, they're all like uber hypersexual people from what I've seen, just the way they like pick up women and stuff like that. I don't know. Do you think that Roman is like, Dipping into different pieces of pie. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it's a combination of both. I don't think that he has, like, some girlfriend on the side. I don't think that he's going out sleeping with different women every night of the week. I don't think he's having, like, wild threesomes or anything. But I do think that occasionally he probably has sex with other women. Mm-hmm. Like, realistically speaking. Um, but I also think it's probably that in conjunction with the fact that he does work late nights like in the morning he's i mean if he gets home at clubs miami close like yeah in the a.m. a.m. like early morning of the hours like four or five mm-hmm. so if he's getting home and like he just wants to like take his shoes off and like sit down and like relax and watch tv and she's trying to go at it it's you know it's not because she's been asleep all night and now she's up ready to go it's just not gonna work out so I don't know if their schedules are off but I think it would probably be a combination of both yeah. he's probably stressed <laughs> and tired in addition he's probably and having the therapist sex with said that stress is one of the biggest inhibitors mm-hmm. for men when it comes to sex yeah and um, but you're right um, I forgot what I was gonna say oh um, it could also be that they've been together for so long. Yeah. You know, to a lot of men who have had no experience with Joanna Krupa, they all want to sleep with her. But, you know, if you've been in a relationship with her for five, I don't I guess, six years six total, years. you know, you kind of get tired of the same thing after yeah. a while. I mean, I've only been hanging out with her for, what, two seasons now. And sometimes I get, like, tired of hearing Joanna's voice or whatnot. She's interesting, so. So if you were Joanna, would you... Because, I mean, she doesn't seem to be backing down. She seems to be like, look, I want it. I need it. Like, you need to you need to come up to my level. I'm not going to be this romantic, like, burning candles type woman. So if you were Joanna, would you kind of, you know, I guess, would you go to him and meet his needs? Or would you expect him to come up to the standards that I you would I feel like set? she's putting on a front about, like, not how sexual she is, but she's like, I just want to, like... F all the time, and I just want to bang whenever, wherever, and like maybe sometimes I just don't believe that she's always like, let's just do it, baby, right now, this second. I'm sure that at some point she wants some romance if she says she loves this guy. So I would think that she would try to make an effort if he's saying he he wants romance and he doesn't want it like whenever, wherever. That she would make that effort to get him going. Yeah. Well, I think she's come up. Not not to cut you off, but I think she has come up with this whole like throw me against the wall, like, take me here in the elevator perspective on it just because she's not getting it at all. At all, yeah. So it's like, that's what, at this point, you know, would be even better than romance. I'm sure she would take the romance, but also at the same time, it would be like, she's so she sexually had frustrated. Yeah, that, like, that she's, she's like, like, she, I can't you know, even wait. I don't want to, like, like, yeah, handle. so them. I think that's maybe where that has come from. And he needs be to assumption. be cognizant of, I mean, I'm sure he is, she's saying it every day, but he needs to really watch out because at some point... But woman's finally telling you, hey, you're not giving it to me in the bed. Like, yeah. it's going to take her a while. I mean, in her mind, she's already, like, wandered way off before she's going to tell you about it, yeah. you know, in terms of the physicality of it all. And this might be a stretch, but do we think, I mean, since Joanna's the one voicing her sexual frustration, do we think that she's stepping out in the relationship? Or 
Um, hmm. Now that I think about it, no. I mean, I had that thought from the get-go when she said, you know, I like sex. I want it all the time. And Roman was like, the reason that we're having problems with the first time she thought that he was, or not thought, he was basically cheating on her. Maybe it was just emotionally, but she got all those text messages and everything. He was like, you're never here. You never come here. You spend all of your time in L.A. And then she... You know, we hear stuff from Joe Francis about her character and everything. Mm. And we know, you know, you know, sketchy L.A. sometimes and all of those scenes. So I think that she's definitely like went out on him probably many times at this point. Who knows? I mean, the girl's so busy, too. Yeah. But if she's that like sexually frustrated, I'm sure she's getting it in somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know. I kind of give people the benefit of the doubt a lot, but I don't see her. I, I think she puts up a lot tougher exterior than she really has. And I think she's very, you know, emotional and sensitive. And so I, I, I don't, don't think, see her doing it. I don't, I don't think they make a good fit. To be honest with you, yeah, from the very so. beginning, I, I mean, like, they look great together. But oh, that was another great thing about this episode: seeing the pic- the modeling pictures of Roman back in the day. Oh Ooh, my goodness, he looked real good, so good, real good. <laughs> What's changed? Has he gained he weight? Gained or is he just like buffer? It's a little more muscle. It wasn't more like muscle. a fat type knees liposuction like Lenny's situation, right. but um, he just looks more meatheadish. Yeah, right? and maybe a little bit older, a few more wrinkles. Yeah. Yeah, like there, you see though. like Italian male model, even though he's not Italian, and now he just looks like Guido Juice head a little bit, which I'm, yeah. you know, but still hot. Bad. Um, so to combat, I guess these issues they're having in the bedroom, their therapist gives them two ideas. The first is that they have to schedule two nights of the week that they're going to, you know, get it on, <laughs> which I guess it's a good idea. Um, and then secondly, they have to do this whole role play scenario, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. So <laughs> they funny. Go, yeah, it's like, that was so fun. So watch. funny. Um, I'm surprised that they kept, you know, such a straight face in their characters as long as they did. You know, we see him kind of cracking up a little bit later towards the end of the date. But I mean, I think that's a fun, cute idea for like anyone, so even if you aren't having, you know, marital problems. Yeah, or you know, sexual, sexual issues. Problems. You know, why not spice things up a little bit? Joanna looks great, and it's so Joanna's wearing a yeah, um, uh, blah, 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 brown bob and great eye makeup. She just looks so great, and then we see Roman. So Joanna's playing like this ballerina, Russian ballerina at the bar, and yeah. Roman is like Mr. Wall Street, I guess, with these glasses. He's a pilot. He's a pilot. You know, it reminded me. Have you ever seen the woman? I mean, the the movie When a Man Loves a Woman. Uh, not that I can recall. Okay, so it's older. It's, I think it's done in the mid 90s but um they role play and this guy's a pilot too so it's kind of the same deal but um the minute they like meet up with each other they just get straight to it (laughs) they were role playing but not because they're going back and forth and just talking about sex right away which i was like come on still you know if you really met someone you wouldn't just be like i'm a ballerina and i'm really flexible and i love to do splits you know (laughs) i mean maybe you would if you're if you're that type of girl, oh, I don't know. It's just so funny. But um, and then we see them, you know, after the role playing and the bar is over, they of course go back to the hotel room, have a few glasses of champagne, and I'm just imagining that that has to be so awkward to like do this while the cameras are in. I mean, obviously we didn't see them like have sex or anything, but right. you know that's got to be so uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't think I would be able to do it. Like the cameras are in there. There's probably like at least two people in there with cameras. While you're like dry humping your fiance and he's like spanking you on the butt and you have lingerie on. I mean, I guess she's uh, used to it yeah. because of her profession, but to me, that was just kind of like. I think she had already been like eight drinks in because remember we see her taking yeah. shots. So she's trying to like loosen up, 
But um, what actually happened? So she's like, well, I decided to turn, turn into this dominatrix. And he kept saying, why do you do that? Why do you do that? And they're under the sheets. I'm like, what is going on? And then they just stop. So I don't know what she's doing. Do you know? I don't know what she was doing. I think it was a little too intense for him. For him. I think that's what she was saying. Like, uh, I took it too far in the other direction. I should have played like the nice she was like trying to make him her bitch and it just and then it all fell apart and then it was almost it was so awkward yeah and they stopped it was like okay so this did not turn out the way it was supposed to they had to have like legitimately like had sex that night though like if they didn't after all that then there's no hope for their relationship so i'm assuming they did just after the camera they're just saying that they're not having sex to us for their plot line to be interesting they're like totally normal and doing all doing it every night i just can't imagine that they're not and they've been together this long and they're just well six years that's a long time so i can imagine maybe they're not i don't know that is a good idea though i mean not a good idea but a good theory just something to like make the um relationship more interesting yeah to say this so Speaking of things that were not interesting, <laughs> um, <laughs> the last scene of the night is oh, yeah. Adriana's bachelorette party. Let's just talk about that really quickly. Um, I know it was one of the best bachelorette parties we've ever seen <laughs> on television. Um, so, I don't know, thoughts? I was happy to see Lauren Foster there. I love me some Lauren Foster. She, he looked very he, good. She? Yeah. She looked amazing. I really love the dress. That she had on. Um, I think the main... The, the problem from the start would have been having Marisol plan the bachelorette party. Somebody makes the comment, like, I'm never going to have all these married women. Like, I'm never going to invite them anywhere again because they're so boring. But, like, Marisol's not married and she might be arguably the, the bo- most boring of them all. I think she's the most boring of them all. Yeah. Um, Lisa should have planned the bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. You know, she's fun. She's married, but she still knows how to have a good time. Young and yeah. silly and hip. So um, it, I, let me just say this. Marisol keeps saying cockies. Did you know what she was talking about? Cocktails? Like she, yes. Yeah. It, that's that's a common thing? That's her way of saying cocktails. Yeah. Like, we're okay. going to have cockies. Yeah. Okay. So I, she said it the first time at Polo, and I thought she was saying cookies. No. So maybe yeah. I'm just an idiot. But um, she's saying cockies, which... That's her little thing. She's trying to like brand. She's her trying to brand it. Yeah. Like it's time Heather Dubrow says champs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay, definitely a moment of like some. It does biting. look not cute though. Yeah, it's not cute because mm-hmm. I mean it's like cock, the word cock, mm-hmm. and but I thought she was trying to say cookies. Yeah. yeah, so I just I wanted like to point it. that out because I didn't know if I was the only person that was kind of had the realization what she was talking about because we actually saw the cocktails this time. Yeah. No, um, she's been saying it for a while. Well, yeah, I've heard her say it before. Season. I've heard her say it before, but it never... Maybe I just needed the visual. I'm kind of a visual learner. So maybe I just needed the actual cocktail. <laughs> right in front of her like, as she reads for it. Oh, cocky! You know? Yeah. Um, And then she tries to say it with this, like, British accent sometimes, too. It's yeah. Just, nah, we're not feeling it. I don't know. I don't think she should be a housewife anymore. I don't either. She made me she's glad not her one, mom I is, mean, half of them aren't wives, but... um. There's just nothing going on in her life. And she's yeah. still, I think that the, one of the ways she's trying to stay relevant is by like accusing Leah of not visiting Mama Elsa. But I mean, Mama, we're more interested in Mama Elsa than we are, yeah. we are Maudie Soul. So. And sadly enough, like if her mom hadn't fallen, like what would her storyline story have been be? this season? 
So, so I mean, she better thank her mom for tumbling. That's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. That was so bad. That was really bad. I mean, she didn't die. If she would have died, that would have been Aww. worse. But um, I love Mama Elsa. Y'all know that. Um, so the big moment here is the burning of the dress, which was just a, ridiculous. Yeah, a, a blatant sh- show of like, I have money and I'm just gonna like, you know, waste it. You know, there's people out there. That's exactly what I was saying. Like, yeah, she could have donated, donated that it. dress. So here she is saying, you know, I stuffed this dress in the back of my closet and I kept stuffing it and stuffing it until I could no longer see it. So she's trying to be all um, metaphorical about what she was trying to stuff with the wedding and having been married or whatever. She's like, I finally have to put it out in the open. And they burned this dress and just waste a decent dress. Mm-hmm. That probably was not cheap to begin with. Yeah. I would imagine. Um. I don't know. It was just so, eh. It felt limp. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't even, like, a dramatic, like, you know? Burning. They should have put a bomb, like, a, threw a grenade a on it or something. Like, it just kind of burned, and it didn't even burn evenly. So it was just, it was a crash and burn. Like, I felt like intended. they were really, really bored at this point. They did not know what to do in order to make this last little event um, interesting. So they're like, let's burn this dress. Yeah. What I will say about the bachelor party, which is interesting, um, especially considering what we know from the previews, is that despite the conversation that happened at the beginning of the episode with, like, Kumbaya, like, I forgive you, Joanna, I forgive you, Adriana, Joanna wasn't at her bachelorette party. Right. So, but we obviously see that Adriana is going to be at Joanna's bachelorette party. Yeah, they go to to Vegas and hopefully do it up big. Again, maybe that was a moment of Marisol didn't invite Joanna, and so that's why she wasn't there. But if they had truly made up. Joanna you know. didn't miss anything, though. So. She didn't. I'm sure she... Maybe she was invited and knew it was going to be boring, so she made up some excuse. Um, they should have brought Anna or something, just so she could talk crap about people and get a little confidential. Yeah, why wasn't she there? I know. She's part of the Cuban Mafia. Yeah, that's she surprising. Should've, they should have brought her in. I did like everyone's outfit, though, especially the, the blinged-out jumper. Who had the blinged-out jumper? Alexia. Had on a jumpsuit made of, like, all sequins. And at first I was kind of like, is that, a, is that, like, tacky? And I was like, no, I love it. But the, I want that. The, the sweater, the bright green sweater that the she black, was wearing, yeah, that, that one, you didn't wasn't like that feeling one. that. Although mm-hmm. I have to say, we looked up her age because we were thinking we're putting two to get two and two together. But she's forty four years old and she looks pretty darn good. She does look good. Cuban Barbie dolls, looking good for her age. Yeah. So uh, with that, that just about sums up the episode. We can get into some predictions. Yeah, let's do some predictions. And now. What do you recall seeing um, that we were going to find out on the next episode? What's what's coming up? Did I black out? (laughs) I think we were focusing on topics too much during that section. Um, The bachelorette parties are not going to be next week, are they? Or the bachelorette party? No, that's not next week. I'm just waiting for that bachelorette party. Yeah, so we can um, go to Vegas and see what happens. I just I'm ready for the girls to merge, and so I predict that because we're ready for the girls to merge together, the producers are ready for the girls to merge together. They're gonna somehow get them to all agree that they are going to celebrate these dual weddings by going to Vegas eventually. Yeah, there's a party. That's what we saw. There's a party. Uh, Marisol blows up on Leah for not supporting her mom. Oh right, right, right. They're on a red carpet, and then Marisol lets out the whole yeah. you didn't. You didn't sub- you didn't go and see my mom, and so um, I predict that Leah's going to find some evidence to somehow show that she visited Mom Elsa. Yeah, um, I predict that Leah 
did support Mama Elsa and that Marisol is just trying to stay relevant. And I predict that she won't be a housewife next season on The Real Housewives of Miami. Um, That's uh, too harsh. So um, she needs to focus on her PR career. Yeah. Um, Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, Between now and next week, if you want to see what I'm up to, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Michelle Renee L.A. Yeah, let us know your comments. Give us any more juicy info on any of these housewives. Um, You can comment to us on Twitter or Instagram um, to me at Brooke Chavez LA. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.